To better enjoy this episode, I suggest you follow along with the photos and diagrams of the Maesta panels provided for free at patreon.com slash markvinette. Welcome back to the History of North America Extra. I'm Mark Vinette. The Maesta Panels, Chapter 10 Father Umberto Omri was a member of the Society of Jesus, the Jesuits, a Roman Catholic order of religious men founded in 1534 by St. Ignatius of Loyola. Known for its evangelization, as well as its educational, cultural, and charitable works, the Black Robes were once regarded as the principal force of the Counter-Reformation and later a leading agent in modernizing the Catholic Church. In 2013, Orge Mario Bergoglio became the first Jesuit pontiff, taking the name Pope Francis. As a young Jesuit clergyman and one of God's soldiers, Umberto's ordination to the priesthood followed his successful academic studies in theology and educational administration. His subsequent long and fruitful career as an itinerant minister eventually brought him back to the city of his youth, Siena. For the past decade, he had enjoyed his wide-ranging functions at the cathedral, especially those involving the museum's art collection. Let us now move on to the episodes on what was originally the reverse side, the verso. Resuming the tour, Umberto guided his two students towards a sidewall to view the back panels of the Maesta, hanging adjacent to the frontal section. This side of the altarpiece was intended for privileged spectators in the presbytery, who could get closer to the paintings than the common faithful who congregated in the front part of the church. As mentioned, the verso originally numbered 43 panels in total. The central section, with 26 scenes from Christ's Passion, contains stories from all four Gospels. The crowning panels depict scenes after the resurrection. The pictures of the predella depict Christ's miracles and temptation. Umberto paused, cleared his throat, and then proceeded. The panels on the reverse, or Christ's side, clearly demonstrate that Duccio borrowed from Byzantine art with its recognizable facial features, gold-leaf backgrounds, and traditional religious scenes, but was more experimental and expressive. Look at this, the priest suggested with sincere glee. These pictures are full of warm color and beautifully observed details. Notice the figures, tessellated with ornamental fabrics and fine jewels. Duccio's use of modeling, the play of dark and light colors, reveals the bodies underneath the heavy drapery, which, under his brush, became more delicately rounded and three-dimensional. Over here, he pointed towards another panel with genuine delight. Here, we see a new, complex arrangement of figures, breaking down the strict lines of Byzantine art. Duccio was one of the first artistas to place figures in architectural settings. He examined and investigated space and depth like few before him. The priest shuffled his feet and began animating his arms with exuberant passion. Human beings and heavenly figures were largely indistinguishable and interchangeable prior to Duccio's generation. 
Duccio is part of an artistic revolution. His characters are unique. They interact with tenderness and express real emotion. What Duccio gives us is no longer simply a quintessential vision of the Son of God and the Madonna, but instead a tender mother with her infant child. This was something new. Though he flirts with naturalism, his masterpiece still remains an object of celestial veneration with its exquisite colors, but one that is capable of highlighting not only the divine, but also the full palette of human emotions. The priest lifted his eyes upwards, as if addressing God directly. This is why the Maesta is a work for eternity. Much of what he heard and saw mirrored Wade's intensive research of the past few days. However, the priest's glowing presentation injected vibrancy and added new meaning to his dry readings. Julia, on the other hand, experienced all of this in a very different manner, having not accumulated, consumed, and digested the same amount of beforehand knowledge as her partner in this adventure. What about, mm, what about the missing upper panels? She demurely asked again. The priest ran his fingertips through his sparse silver hair and readjusted his robe, exposing the curved outline of his midriff, suggesting that he was soft in the middle. Perhaps his appetites extended to the culinary as well as the artistic. The lost frontal main crowning panels, he answered assertively, which originally form the central apex of the upper section on the Madonna side, are thought to be paintings of the Assumption and Coronation of the Virgin. The lost central crowning panels on the reverse side are probably Christ's Ascension and Glory. Umberto stopped suggesting his expose was at an end. The silent atmosphere present in the almost vacant museum suddenly struck Wade. Julia continued to roam the hall, viewing the masterpiece at different angles, totally immersed. The priest suddenly became preoccupied with his small palm tablet. Wade took advantage of this distraction to step closer to Julia and whisper, I think it's time to open the box. Do we open it with the priest? She looked straight at Wade and nodded yes. Father, she addressed him gently, we have something we would like to share with you. I assume it is the box that Taviana gave you to open here today, he said with a slight twinkle in his eye. Yes, she responded with astonishment. You knew all along? I did, and have been waiting patiently for you to bring it forth. Wade was not as surprised as Julia by the priest's admission. He had a feeling that the cleric's involvement in this affair was much deeper than so far revealed. Julia asked the priest, Do you know what it contains? No, I don't. But Taviana said it was a family heirloom that was connected in some way with the Maesta. Although I had been helping her try to locate the missing panels, she always gave me the impression that she was holding back certain information, items, and secrets. I suppose you know the four-digit combination for the lock? Wade confidently surmised. Indeed I do, said the priest. Taviana shared the number sequence with me. All right then, Julia said with anticipation. Gather round. She looked quickly from Umberto to Wade. Together, they formed a loose huddle as she extracted the small wooden box from her jacket pocket and presented it for all to see. Here goes, she said turning each of the four small metal combination wheels to match the numbers the priest volunteered as 
2031. Immediately upon completion of the code, the two tight front latches on the box were loosed by Julia's delicate fingers, allowing her palm to grasp the top and lift the cover open, thereby exposing the container's mysterious contents for their impatient eyes to finally witness. I'm Mark Vinette, and I hope you enjoyed the listen. <laughs>